Hello, everyone. I am excited today. I've got a friend of mine, a neighbor, Chris Federer, who's going to join us. He's the founder and facilitator at ChristopherFederer.com. He recently returned from an expedition to Bolivia with Choice Humanitarian. We're going to talk about his experiences and his insights, and this is going to be powerful stuff. Uh, I've invited Chris to be on the show for a reason. You don't want to miss it. Stick around. Welcome to the Your Mark on the World show with your champion of social good, Devin D. Thorpe. Please support the sponsors who made this episode possible, including Johnson & Johnson's Caring Crowd and GoodCrowd.School. Chris, welcome to the show. Yeah, thank you for having me. This is well, we're, we're thrilled to have you and excited to learn more about your experience down in Bolivia with Choice Humanitarian. Uh, give us a quick overview of uh, your three weeks there. Right. So as trip leader with Choice Humanitarian, my job um, or objective was to facilitate the relationship and ex execute a trip um, for 11 participants from Utah to go spend time in a rural community in, in Bolivia to facilitate the cultural exchange and some, some service work and some learning activities. What was the big, the bulk of the service work that week? Um, so it was kind of high skilled labor actually. Um, we were building a classroom and putting a roof on it. Wow. Right. Very cool stuff. But we also spent um, a lot of time in the cultural realm as, as yeah. well. And that's really your expertise as a, uh, a facilitator, facilitator. Tell us a little bit about your business, your practice, your work in general, and then we'll tie it back in. Right. So I've been facilitating experiences my entire career. Uh, it started off in, in recreation and as kind of a, an international camp director with high schools. Um, and that was great, and I did it for a long time. Um, and I've always really enjoyed it, but as I grew older and needed something more practical and learn more about business, um, I found or discovered design thinking and these design sprint workshops um, and started a design sprint uh, facilitation business a couple years ago here in Salt Lake City, and that's developed into other sort of uh, uh, projects all over the place, working with companies all over the place. Excellent. So you uh, really did two things in Bolivia, if I understand correctly. You spent a, a week or a little more uh, facilitating an expedition with the folks who went down for the cultural exchange and to help build the schoolroom. And then uh, you also spent some time facilitating some work with, with or between and among choice sort of corporate folks from Utah and the local choice folks in Bolivia. Is that right? Yeah, well, um, yes, there was some extra time. Uh, um, I did spend some extra time just working one-on-one -on -one with the in-country staff, the directors in Bolivia. That was where a lot of my extra time was spent. And, and what was the objective of that time? So, yeah, big question. 
Um, the objective was to help infantry staff come up with strategies to fundraise their own money and finance their own initiatives so they weren't dependent on the U.S. Home Office. So we have this initiative. They, um, Choice Humanitarian is all about being financially sustainable and having a financially sustainable business model. Um, and they, you know, in-country directors expect communities to come up with their own uh, solutions. Um, so we're also moving towards a model where, we're, where we expect the local, the native in-country directors to come up with their own financing. And that's new for most of them. Yeah, yeah. Well, and it's kind of exciting. It's an exciting evolution in the development of the um, effort there. Um, how did it go? How did the uh, local uh, Bolivian choice folks take to this new initiative? You know, they're nervous, just like anyone who's been had an entrepreneurial um, initiative. You know, you're dealing with a lot of uncertainty. There's a lot of options. Um, how do you make a decision? Where do you start? Um, you know, understanding, you know, all these challenges. So overwhelming, uh, I would say overwhelmed and, and hesitant, but that's, I felt that may, I feel that way almost every day on yeah. ventures. So who can blame them? Yeah. Uh, what was the highlight for you of the experience in Bolivia? You know, you're there for about three weeks with choice. Uh, what do you, what do you reflect on now that you're home? I think, well, the time in the community, I mean, obviously I think almost everyone enjoys just unplugging and kind of letting go within the community. And, <laughs> <laughs> Um, so for me, it's, it's always that kind of, kind of unplugging and really focusing and being present with the community and with the participants and having, um, that experience is always incredible. And I think most of the participants, I don't want to put words in their mouths, but I think they agree. It's just really nice to have that real human, um, experience. Yeah. As you, um, you were down there, one of the things that, uh, you did was to facilitate, and of course you are a professional facilitator, um, and you've offered, you've kind of drafted up, and we'll put in the show notes here, uh, some, some of your tips for effective uh, facilitation, but I wonder if you just take a minute and give us uh, the highlights for how people can uh, be better facilitators. <sighs> Yeah, I mean, honestly, it's all about preparation beforehand. Um, I've become, I think when I started out, I, I, I relied mainly on personality. Um, and as I've matured, now I almost have to, I have everything mapped out by even before I even step into um, a, a room or a community, right? So... Honestly, I, I think it's that the more you can map things out and the more you can let your participants know where they are in a process and why they are there, the better, right? Um, I think those are the two main keys and, you know, being optimistic and good energy, taking care of them. Yeah, 
yeah. air beforehand. Well, so rely on personality. Chris, as you look back on your career, what are you most proud of having accomplished? Boy, that's a loaded question. Um, honestly, it's recently building this design thinking community in Salt Lake City. Um, I've done projects, you know, throughout Latin America. I, I, I organized World Paragliding Championships. I organized some huge um, programs in Argentina. Um, I've had entrepreneurial ventures that didn't go anywhere, but were really exciting. And I think, honestly, I'm most proud of uh, just kind of settling down in Salt Lake City and building a community and an audience and learning with them and meeting all these great people. Um, yeah, that's definitely what I'm most proud of. Okay. What's the most important lesson you've learned over your career? <sighs> yeah. I think by nature, I'm kind of a anxious person and think big and maybe get overwhelmed. Um, and that's kind of what led me to design thinking and design sprints and these problem solving methodologies. Um, what I learned, I learned it was important for me to find a way to, to create space, to sit down, break down a problem, um, test it, learn from it, and repeat. So for me, it was moving from passion to more curiosity and discovery. Um, so that's by far the most important thing I've, I've learned, get this curiosity and discovery mindset. It's okay to test and learn, and it might take a really long time, and that's how you learn, and that's, it's important, generate that space. Interesting insight, interesting insight. Chris, how did you get into this work? What drew you to it? Kind of an ambition to work on really cool, impactful projects. Um, so ambition almost. And adventure, I mean, obviously when I was younger, I remember visualizing going on adventures when I was at a very young age. Um, I wanted to learn a second language, um, but yeah, I, I kept on seeing all these people doing the, all these really exciting things. And I was like, how do you do that? I want to do that. Like, how do you, you know, how, you know, how do you shoot photos for a famous magazine or how do you do this awesome project in Paraguay or like, how do you make a movie? Like I, it was really something that I was trying to wrap my head around. Um, and I haven't been able to stop in terms of like, I really want to, I want to do it. And I don't think you ever figure it out, but if anyways, if I can have a better understanding of how you tackle large challenges and get that confidence and then can help other people do it, I think it'll make the world a much better place. Excellent. Excellent. Chris, what is your superpower? Yeah. So the, <laughs> So the silly, um, yeah, in facilitation, we ask this question a lot. And my silly answer is always, 
I had this run when I was in, when I was like an international camp director working with students all the time where I, I just couldn't be beat in 20 questions. Like it was animal version. Like I could guess an animal in 20 questions. I, I had like a, a streak of 20 times in a row. For some reason, I was really, really good at it. I could just, I could guess an animal. Um, so I like to think maybe good questions or intuition, but I think what I'm really good at is going in, activating communities and getting initiatives started. Um, it's really interesting to me. I'd like building that connection. I'd like getting people excited about things. Um, I tend to be, I've, I've had success with that. And then after that, not so much, but I'm really <laughs> Uh, that's fantastic. Well, Chris, thank you so much for taking the time to be with us today. Before you go, would you take just a minute and tell people how they can learn more about your work as a facilitator and how they can connect with you personally? Yeah, I'm active on LinkedIn under Christopher Fetter. Um, I'm active on Instagram, taking photos all the time under Chris Fetter. And then I have my own .com, ChristopherFetter.com. Fantastic. Well, Chris, thank you so much for taking the time to be with us today. We wish you every success in facilitating away all of the world's big problems. Thank you. All righty, let's do some good. At Caring Crowd, we believe everyone has the power to make a difference. Through our crowdfunding platform for community health, we empower passionate people to drive real change. Whether you work for a nonprofit organization, volunteer, or want to get involved for the first time, you can post a campaign on Caring Crowd. Join us, because caring is where change begins. At GoodCrowd.School, 5% of what you pay to learn how to make a difference goes to nonprofits working to eradicate extreme poverty, improve global health, and reverse climate change by 2045. So when you take a course to learn how to change the world, you do change the world. Get started at goodcrowd.school today. Thanks for tuning in to the Your Mark on the World show, the Social Impact Podcast. Please subscribe via YouTube, iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, or Spotify. Spotify.